0: Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies, and we have some more big Phillies news today. The Phillies have decided to extend Rob Thompson through the 2025 season, and today I'll tell you why that's an awesome move for the organization as well as breaking down some things he needs to improve upon as he continues his time as Phillies manager, and we'll give you an update on what's going on with the winter meetings. All of that on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are locked on Phillies your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host, uh, two years as a credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member, two years as your host of Locked On Phillies. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that great stuff. We're pushing up towards 2,000 subscribers. So I really appreciate everyone who's already jumped on the Locked On Phillies bandwagon. What subscribing gets you? Notifications when new episodes are posted so you don't miss big news like Rob Thompson getting an extension. Cost you no money whatsoever. It takes like two seconds to do. So I really appreciate everyone who's done that and who's going to do that. So thank you. Let's jump into today's episode, which is uh, brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. Bucks. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com/slash lock on to get started. So go ahead and check out our friends over at FanDuel. Yes, the big news of the day. So in a release today, the Philadelphia Phillies announced that they have extended the contract of Rob Thompson through the 2025 season. So he'll be here for 24 and for 25. The next two years. All Rob Thompson. Now, something to keep in mind about this. And by the way, sorry, I'll let you know the full announcement. In addition, the club has also hired Dustin Lind and Rafael Pena as assistant hitting coaches for the Major League staff. Add some subtractions at the end of the 2023 season in the ancillary staff. And they've added two new assistant hitting coaches. So just to give you the full information of what the Phillies announced today. But if you remember when Rob Thompson took over, he was not very committal to coaching this team long-term or managing this team, I should say, long-term because he'd spent so much time in baseball. He had kind of given up on the idea that he could ever be a major league manager, spent a lot of time in New York with the Yankees, spent some time with the Phillies before becoming manager interim status after Joe Girardi was relieved of his duties in the 2022 season. See fired as an alternate explanation for that, but Topper was, very, and you know how low key he is if you've heard him talk at all and you've followed him since becoming the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. It was kind of like, ah, I don't know if I want to do this for long term. Like, you might find a young manager who's like, I don't know, early 40s, or a recently retired player, or something like that, and say, okay, we could have this guy forever. And he's going to be here for the next decade. He's going to preside over this era of Philadelphia Phillies baseball. But Rob Thompson seemed like he wasn't really set on that being the way that he was going to handle his opportunity. And then they go to the world series last year and the NLCS this year and the city falls in love with Rob Thompson. And it seems like he's really settled into his role. I don't know how much longer he's going to be here past 2025. I don't know if this is extending it one year and John Middleton and Dave Dombrowski convincing Rob Thompson to hang around for another year before he hangs up the cleats for good, or if this is, a one-year extension, and then depending on what happens this next year, he could have another extension next offseason. I I don't know what the future holds, but he was never really portrayed or portrayed himself as a long-term manager for the Philadelphia Phillies. So I I don't know what this says past 2025, but I know that for the next two years, Rob Thompson is going to be managing this baseball team. I also know – that there were some criticisms of Rob Thompson this year. I had plenty of criticisms of Rob Thompson this year with things like the lineup and the bullpen management. And we're going to talk about in the next segment some things that Topper needs to improve upon if he's going to continue to lead this team in the proper way. Uh, but you can't argue with the results. Like I know people get upset about Kyle Schwarber batting leadoff. They get upset about the usage of Craig Kimbrel in the postseason, pulling Zach Wheeler in the final game of the World Series in 2022. Rob Thompson's made some decisions that have backfired. He's also made a lot of really, really good decisions since taking over as Phillies manager. And all you really need to look at, right, does this team win with Rob Thompson as their manager? Well, in his managerial career as head of the Philadelphia Phillies, his record is 155 and 118. That's a 568 winning percentage. That includes an NL pennant in a year that he took over midseason, and being one game away from repeating as NL champions, but knocking off the Braves twice, going to the NLCS this year, going to the World Series last year. like I don't think we could have dreamt up a better start to a manager's career as a manager, Rob Thompson's been in baseball a long time, but as the true manager of the Major League team, than what Rob Thompson's gone through. No manager out there is perfect. And when your team loses, a lot of fingers get pointed towards the guy running things. That's just natural. Even the best managers get criticism when their team comes up short. And Rob Thompson got criticism this year when the Phillies fell short. He got criticism throughout the season when they had a slow start and were battling back. And he had some tendencies that the fan base didn't love. But ultimately, Rob Thompson is kind of what Kyle Schwarber is as a leadoff hitter, right? And in one way, not totally, but the Phillies just win. When he's involved, they do. They find a way to win. When Kyle Schwartz bets lead off, the Phillies just win. It might not be the cleanest look. It might not be the 100% perfect, perfect solution. Like, I don't think Rob Thompson is a perfect manager, but I don't think anybody is. The bottom line when you look at a manager, their job is to, one, win baseball games, which Rob Thompson has absolutely done better than a lot of managers in baseball since taking over as the Phillies manager. And two, keep the team together. When was the last time you heard anything out of the Phillies locker room about a dispute between a player and the manager, arguments between players, fights, guys not wanting to be with the team, guys not wanting to play, any type of issues in the locker room? You don't hear about it. And part of it is the leadership of the players. And part of it is Dave Dombrowski, the GM, acquiring players that he knows fits together, not just on the field, but personality-wise. Part of it is John Middleton being an excellent owner and running a top-notch organization. Part of it is you, the fans, and making this an awesome place to play baseball where folks want to be. But Rob Thompson is in the trenches with these guys day in and day out. He just has his guys back. He battles with them. He's not a tough guy. He's definitely a player's manager. And he's also a guy that changed immediately, like in a snap instance when he took over from Joe Girardi. He completely changed the culture and the vibe of that clubhouse. Before, it was not very much an expression of individuality. Joe Girardi ran the locker room, the clubhouse, the way he wanted to and ran his team the way he wanted to. Rob Thompson has turned power over to the players And it is shown in the results of what he's gotten. And this is just a guy that if you ask anybody in that Phillies locker room, they love playing for him. They love being around him. He's he's like, I don't know, grandfather might be too mean for him as far as age, but he is up there. So we'll say grandfather, but he's like your grandpa. You go over his house and you always leave with food and 20 extra dollars in your pocket and feel good that you talk to him. It's just like a comforting time. That's what Rob Thompson is. and To have that over a long season to keep the team together, that's a great thing. The other thing, he was also voted the most attractive manager in baseball by this scientific study. So the hottest manager in baseball is back with the Philadelphia Phillies or extended with the Philadelphia Phillies. So that's smart. The better your manager looks, the better your team plays, which is fact. Uh, Obviously tongue-in-cheek there, but, I mean, you got to lock down that guy, right? And Rob Thompson just fully deserved this. I know he's not perfect, and coming up we're going to talk about the things that I still think he needs to improve upon, especially now that he's got two years to do it. I believe he's well aware of the faults that he's had since taking over as manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. But at the end of the day, you can't look at this team and say they've underachieved the past two years. You just can't. There have been rough stretches that they've gone through, and they've come out of all of them. They have. And it's not like this team hasn't faced adversity. They've had a rough start this year. He took over, Rob Thompson did, from Joe Girardi with that team being really, really bad last year based on their talent level and took him to the World Series. Like, you can't argue with the results. So when we nitpick some stuff about Rob Thompson's tendencies as manager coming up in the next segment, just keep in mind he's a winning manager, a very winning manager, and one that fully deserved this extension through the 2025 season that he received today. So we're going to continue to talk about that coming up, the extension for Rob Thompson. We're also going to discuss things he needs to work on because everybody has faults. What can Topper improve upon now that he's been extended through 2025? We'll discuss as we continue Locked on Phillies. First, I want to tell you about my friends over at Fandle. You can score this NFL season with Fandle, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. You can bet on the biggest favorite in the world and you could just cash in 150 bucks when your team wins. That's 150 bucks. Think about what you can bet on with that. Think about the amount of money you can make on top of that with that amount of capital in. And you're saying, okay, well, what do I just have to bet money lines all the time? No, the app's super easy to use. They've got a perfect interface for knowing exactly what you can bet on. And there's a wide range of betting options. You can bet spreads, player props, over-unders, parlays, futures, all that great stuff. Now, I haven't been doing too well because I've been putting a lot of money on the Eagles, and they had a rough weekend. But bottom line, there's a lot of things you can bet on with FanDuel. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and jump in on this NFL season before it's too late. It's winding down. You're going to want to get on the FanDuel. Try and make some money. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okay, so Rob Thompson, like I said, winning record, a very winning record, 568 winning percentage since taking over as manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. That's outstanding. In baseball, we call that very, very good. (laughs) And I mean, the players love to play for him. It's not like he's doing this. I think about, I'm not sure how many of you listening to this are basketball fans, but like Tom Thibodeau, a basketball coach, is currently with the New York Knicks. Players hate to play for Tom Thibodeau because he's a tough guy and he makes him work really, really hard and tough practices and he can be a little bit abrasive personality-wise. and He's just a tough guy to get along with, but he wins, right? He gets results. Not only does Rob Thompson win, he's a guy that's very easy to get along with, that his players seem to love playing for. That's a factor when you're trying to attract new players to Philadelphia. It's not just the fan base and the money and the superstars on the team. No, they also want to play for a manager who they trust. And Rob Thompson clearly has the trust of this locker room. Even earlier the season, when they started really, really slow, Rob Thompson kept his team together. Knew they were going to battle out, held course, and it paid off in the end. So that's one of the strengths. But how he gets there could also be a bit of a fault, right? The reason Rob Thompson is able to pull his team out of tough stretches is because He is just consistently focused on his approach, the way that he thinks this team is going to play best, and he sticks to that, sometimes to a fault. Stubbornness is not really, I don't know that's the right way that i describe Rob Thompson's mindset when it comes to managing a baseball team, but he's not that flexible. He finds something that he believes works, and he sticks with it. Now, where does that hurt you? Let's look at the NLCS. I know it hurts still to think about it, but he trotted out for all seven games in the NLCS, the exact same lineup, even in spite of Alec Boehm's struggles in the cleanup spot that seemed to leave Bryce Harper hung out to dry at some points. They worked around Bryce Harper to get to Alec Boehm, and Alec Bohm did not very much deliver in big spots in the NLCS. And that is a little bit of the unwillingness to alter the game plan from Rob Thompson that can get him in trouble at times. And he talked about it after the season in his – end-of-season availability, like his end-of-season wrap-up, basically said, I need to look at how I handle the lineup and also how I handle pitching changes and how we do all that. And maybe there needs to be a reevaluation evaluation there. And those are the two big points that I think the fan base was upset about this year and in the postseason. So he's aware of his issues. That's the other good thing. He is aware of his deficiencies. He's a humble guy. He's not a guy that's going to go out. His stubbornness is not – because he believes he's smarter than everyone else, his stubbornness is because of trust in his players and trust in himself. I don't see Rob Thompson as like a cocky guy. I thought Gabe Kapler was a guy that was just like, oh well, uh, I've got the analytics, so I'm smarter than everybody out there, and we have a smart, smart analytics department, and I'm just going to trust the numbers. And he's presenting beautifully. Like that's not where Rob Thompson's we'll just call it stubbornness for lack of a better term, comes from. I think he likes consistency and I think that's how he portrays himself and how he is in his character and I think that's the way he manages but there are times where you have to realize sooner what's working and what's not and I think there are points in the season where Rob Thompson did not have the best possible lineup out there and he was not really having guys in the spots they needed to be in and I'm not talking about Kyle Schwarber batting leadoff. there are a lot of ups and downs in the lineup Trey Turner probably should have been dropped down a little bit further sooner Nick Castellanos probably should have been moved up sooner. You had Bryson Stott batting all over the place. I think consistency might have been a little bit better for him, considering how good of a season he was having or maybe even moving him up higher in the lineup. And Rob Thompson didn't have an easy season because of Bryce Harper's injury recovery. So Bryce Harper coming back was awesome. But him DHing really hamstrung this lineup, having to put Kyle Schwarber in left, having to figure out how you handle stuff in the infield. Also, Reese Hoskins going down for the year. You basically had two positions that were totally different than what you expected them to be. You expected Kyle Schwarber to bat in the designated hitter spot while Bryce Harper recovered, and that recovery didn't take as long. It's not a bad thing. It's just a different thing. The Reese Hoskins injury was a bad thing. You thought you had a first baseman that you could lock in there for like 155 games a year. And you didn't. And you had to try guys like Cody Clemens or sometimes Jake Cave, Alec Boehm. At the end of the year, Bryce Harper ended up over there. Derek Hall played a little bit. You had to kind of go through rotations defensively. And I think Rob Thompson handled that well. So all of this stuff factors into the equation of whether or not he's a good manager. And I do think Rob Thompson is a very good manager. But I think with the lineup, there needs to be a clearer approach as to what you're doing you're not going to have any major additions this off season to the line. You might have a fringe guy. You might have a bench bat that joins the team, but you're not going to have another trade Turner acquisition. So you should have a general idea of how this lineup fits together. And Rob Thompson should have a much better look at this going into the season. Hopefully knock on wood, he won't be dealing with a major injury early on in the season that he has to replace. Like you had with Reese Hoskins at first base this past year. So That should be easier for him. Now, the bullpen thing is interesting. The bullpen uh, philosophy is the thing I disagree with Rob Thompson the most on. And maybe this is me just, like, you can win different ways. Bullpen decisions are so weird, right? Because you can make the wrong decision and get away with it. the fan base praises you. You can make the right decision and have it go wrong. And the fan base is mad at you, even though you made the right call at the time. Bullpen decisions are so results-driven. And they're so hard to evaluate before because you don't know the stuff a guy has on a given day. And it's so, it's not as simple as, we'll go back to the basketball analogy. It's not as simple as just putting a, a, your best free throw shooter available on the line and hoping he makes two. Like There's a lot of factors to go into who comes into a game when, and it's tough to do. And a lot of it, a lot of the criticism from the fan base comes from how it plays out. But here's where I disagree with what Rob Thompson's done so far. maybe he'll change this. Maybe this will be something that we change in the philosophy of this team this next year, but there have not really been defined roles since he's taken over. The Phillies haven't had like a closer, a setup man, a lefty specialist. This is your long relief guy. They have guys that kind of flirt with owning those roles, but Rob Thompson never really states them. He never really defines them. They're not as consistent as I would like them to be like, if you had a guy going into this 2024 season, you're like, you are our closer. You are throwing the ninth inning. That is it. That is your focus. Think about what Edwin Diaz did for the Mets last year. Like, he was just ninth inning, ninth inning, ninth inning, ninth inning. And I know that restricts you a little bit with the times you can use that guy. And there will be times when that guy would throw in, like, a closer might throw in the eighth. The closer might throw... Uh, in the 10th. You might save him if you think you're going to extra innings. But ultimately, Craig Campbell was using like the 6th, the 7th, the 8th innings. Uh, he wasn't just in one role. And that bothers me because that messes with the mentality of a pitcher. You didn't have a clear setup guy. It was a lot more matchup dependent and it changed day to day. And availability of bullpen pitchers changes all this. My point is, I would love to see. You're the closer. You're the setup guy. You're our best lefty reliever. You're our best righty reliever. You're a long relief guy or have a couple of them, long relief lefty, long relief righty. Just define those roles a little bit better and to make the bullpen more comfortable with what they're doing. I think the bullpen had a successful season. I just think it could have been more successful with defined roles. But that's a differing in philosophy. Maybe you agree with me. Maybe you don't. Rob Thompson clearly does not. And he went to the World Series last year and won an NL pennant, went to the NLCS this year. So. He knows a lot about baseball. I'm not saying I'm 100% right. I just think that his management of the bullpen is something that's been his biggest weakness since taking over as Phillies manager and something that he needs to personally evaluate if he needs to change his philosophy on that. So those are the things he needs to work on. But again, largely the extension through 2025 for Rob Thompson. I love the move by the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm excited to see two more years atop. Now coming up, we're going to talk about some other potential roster moves and the catalyst for them, the winter meetings. What do you need to know? And what is the kind of scuttlebutt, to use a military term, going on around Major League Baseball right now? Well, we'll discuss as we wrap up Black on Phillies. Okay, so the winter meetings, they started yesterday. They run December 3rd to December 6th. I'm recording this on December 4th. So we'll have today, tomorrow, and what is it? Wednesday will be the final day of the winter meetings. And if you're not familiar with the winter meetings, why they're important is basically all the teams get together, all the GMs and you got agents down there, maybe owners, uh, maybe managers, a lot of people get together and instead of having to make a phone call to the West coast, all these guys descend this year, they're in Nashville. Uh, they're all in the same space. You get to really have a lot of talks about a lot of things. It's a lot easier to have a conversation with someone. Think about it. This is a perfect example. How, how, Connected, do you feel to your coworkers when you work from home as opposed to when you go into the office? We start working from home, it's kind of like, well, I don't see you guys constantly. You might ping each other every once in a while, but it's not quite as productive as when you have a big meeting. You want to do it in person, a lot of businesses feel. Well, this creates traction for potential moves, and it also creates rumors because reporters are down there and there's a lot of information flying around, and you get to see who's talking to who what players' names keep coming up multiple times. You put everything in one place. Basically, the baseball universe shrinks, and the hot stove heats up. The Braves made a big trade with the Mariners last night for some young players. The Braves just continue to get away with this. I don't think it's as good of a trade for the Braves as everyone's treating it. People are acting like the Braves just made the greatest trade of the offseason. But it's a nice move for the Braves to add more young players that Alex Anthopoulos is probably going to sign for long term. But – my my point is things can happen. So what should you be looking for from the Phillies? A lot of people have been wondering about Juan Soto trade rumors. The thought is that Soto could potentially be moved by the end of these meetings. So that would be by Wednesday. He could be traded by the San Diego Padres. The Phillies have been kind of a name thrown around. I'll reiterate my thoughts on the Juan Soto deal because I heard this, I forget who said it, but I heard it on the radio when we were playing like ESPN overnight stuff. And it might've been a national reporter said that the Phillies, the fit doesn't really seem to be the cleanest compared to other teams, but they have the money and they seem to like superstars and they're competing right now, so why not? I don't really like why not moves for teams that are close. I like moves that Philly need. I like moves that you need to go out and commit either money or assets, whether that be minor league players or fringe major league players, prospects or veterans that kind of – get you to where you need to be i don't love the just oh he's a good player why not but just sign i don't know maybe this sounds dumb because wanzo is a very talented player but i just i also don't think the phillies have made many of those moves when was the last time you saw the phillies acquire a guy that they didn't have a need at that position i haven't seen it in a couple years under dave dombrowski like everybody they bring in it's like okay we need an upgrade here we need a big upgrade here we, need, we have an opening here. we got to add a bunch of stuff. Like It just seems to make sense, right? All the moves that the Philadelphia Phillies make are justifiable. The Juan Soto move would feel like we're just getting this guy to get this guy, and you'd have to give up a lot to do that. So I don't see the Phillies as a likely landing spot for Juan Soto, but they're a name that's been thrown around in the rumors. Also, the Shohei Otani sweepstakes, the Phillies are not in that conversation. They're just not. He's not going to be here. It doesn't make any sense. So, but keep an eye on that and we'll see what information we get from that. Uh, There's some other stuff. Dylan Cease might be going to the Braves. They're one of the teams linked to him. You got to watch out for your division rivals getting better. Uh, What's going on with Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Maybe there's some nuggets learned from other GMs, presidents of baseball operations down in Nashville this week about what his preferences are. There's going to be a lot of rumors and everything. Basically the hot stove is just, on fire when you get to the winter meetings and you only have two more days of it after today so we'll keep you updated on any news but that's why they're important i haven't heard anything about the philadelphia phillies as far as whispers or rumors at the winter meetings so they're probably going to be one of the lesser active teams but still you never know what's going to happen and what type of information you could glean. so keep an eye on that over the next couple days and we'll keep you updated here on locked on phillies that's all for today's episode of Locked Phillies. Had some news today, but we're back to evaluating players' 2023s tomorrow. So we're going to break down the next player. Let me know in the comments who you want that to be. It could be any of the guys we haven't done. We've got a playlist on YouTube listing out all the episodes you can go through to make sure you're not resuggesting guys. A lot of bullpen guys we haven't done yet. And some fringe bats like bench players we haven't really gotten into yet. So let me know who you'd like me to evaluate next in tomorrow's episode unless there's some big news from the winter meetings and then that will obviously preempt, but yeah, we're continuing our off season programming here and another fun episode of locked on Phillies is Rob Thompson's here through the 2025 season due to an extension announced today. That's all for locked on Phillies part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Again, please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing, all that great stuff. I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of locked on Phillies.